0: Hi Spurs people and good evening. Uh, welcome to the Steve Perman podcast again, uh, ably assisted by uh, Tom and Howard. So very, very welcome to your chaps. I bet you you're, you're uh, relieved that the season's over.
1: Yes yes big time notes. definitely been waiting for a long
2: time for this
0: yeah so um you look more like ten Hag every time i see you tom
2: um <laughs> is that a compliment maybe <laughs> i guess um
0: i think it's the shape of the head
2: yeah yeah it's got a big bump on it this morning because i walked into my um walked into the wall uh getting up this morning chasing the dog out the door so um yeah i to excuse that but
0: family problems yeah exactly it's,
2: problems. A, it's a busy house
0: Yeah, so uh, I think we've got to pay respect to last season as much as we don't want to. Um, uh, Of course, disappointment all round. And um, so just some brief questions for you both. And at times I'm at a loss and you're going to have to help me because I sometimes don't see a performance because if it's not on...
1: Mm
0: Major TV. I'm I'm a bit lost, so I would have maybe different opinions to you, but uh, that doesn't matter. We we've, we we uh, we are full of free speech on this uh, this podcast. Uh, so um, Howard, you first. Um, best goal this season
1: it got to be Son. I think it's against Leicester early in early in September, when the sun still shone, and he cast his eye and he straightened to the. We'll throw into the corner. Lovely goal. Yeah. Top top corner? Yeah. Son Sean. Son Sean,
0: indeed. Good man. Nice choice, Howard. How about you, Tom?
2: Um, yeah, could have picked either of Son's goals from that game. Well, he got three, actually, didn't he? But two of them were were, were absolute beauties. Um, but I think in terms of um, the best goal I saw this season, I think it was Kane um, in the uh, final Home game against um, against Brentford, which obviously ended up turning sour. But uh, it, and it wasn't officially a free kick because no. uh, it got rolled back to him by um, Kuliseski I think. But um, uh, I had such a great view of it, bent it in the top corner, absolutely perfectly. And um, and I think just to see him kind of finally, finally score a, a free kick, even though it wasn't officially a free kick, was, um, yeah. was 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 a great moment. And I've just I've loved watching that man this season. He's been the one thing that's um, that's kind of kept us, uh, kept me coming back really, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Something about a goal in the top corner, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Something. something that...
2: Well, like back in the old days where they got stuck in the stanchion.
0: That <laughs> wow. was always it. A... Yeah, I forgot about that.
2: Yeah, glorious.
0: So I suppose there is no stanchion now for it to no. get stuck in. Too.
2: No, exactly. Bring okay. it bring back, I say.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, perhaps my memory is going, uh, but I just want to, not necessarily an answer to my own question, but I just want to talk about Mora's goal
1: yeah.
0: in the last game against Leeds. Um, what I'm going to talk about is, if you remember the Son goal, was it against... Burnley. Burnley? Yeah. yeah. Um, so both fantastic goals for lots of different reasons, for a different part of the field. Son was deeper. Uh, Moura had just come on and was out wide. And of course, his first movement was infield so positively uh, that he left the defender for dead. But then I think both goals had similar things about them. And the fact that someone runs direct but runs between two defenders. So the benefit of that is that Both defenders have got an excuse why they're not going to challenge. And I think that's the beauty of running between two players rather than at one. Now, he was successful at running past the first one on the wing when he received the ball. So it's a bit of both, actually. But when you run between two players and they both think the other one's going to get you and then they don't, now you go through the gap. Now you head for the next pair of defenders and that's what made it such a goal for me because it's something i believe in and something that players should practice a bit more than probably they do Uh, i think it's something that just happens without really knowing why it's happening but um yeah it certainly delighted the crowd didn't it yeah and certainly said goodbye in a fantastic fashion And I don't know how you feel about this, chaps, but um, he's not been a great, great player for us, has he? But I think he always cared. That's how he looked to me. Always cared. And um, got heart about his game and his personality. And actually, I think I'd go as far as to say I'd rather see others out the door before he does
1: before he goes. yeah. Any yeah. comment on that? Well, was, we were just talking before we came on that um, three or four years ago that Harry and Son together were the top scoring partners by a million miles. That, yeah. And here we are four or five years later and we're performing nowhere, nowhere, nearly as well. Yeah. It, overall and certainly in that, in that type, of, type of goal scoring. Sure. We, between, this, they're probably up 30 between them. Yeah, bigger before,
0: and of course, the two of them were uh, on fire. Yeah, and
2: Tom, more Yeah, I just think it couldn't have. Yeah, you you, you can't have as kind of well written a finale, can you? For a, for for a player, and you know he hasn't he hasn't warmed himself to the fans much this season. I think his two biggest contributions have been getting sent off at. Everton and then um giving the ball away for the last minute jot a goal at Anfield after we just clawed it back yeah. from three 0 down. But um, you know, he gave us one of the greatest moments of all time as um as Spurs no fans. Doubt. I mean no doubt. But, yeah, people will say, Oh, it wasn't a trophy, it wasn't this, it wasn't that but you know, no one really remembers the League Cup in two thousand and eight. Or, or or 1999 in terms in terms of the feeling you got and the memories you have from that day, yeah. uh, whereas that that moment everybody who was either in if you were if you weren't in Amsterdam you knew where you were when it happened, um you probably watched the replays, yeah, countless times and 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 you know for for, for that he goes down as in in Spurs folklore, um and I think for him to get that goal having not really contributed much else um for the last year or two um was a really nice finale to his career because like you That's say finished. he he cares he cares he's he's always shown like yeah by by all accounts he gave a quite a rousing speech to the other 21s you know he's 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 been playing with them um at times this season um hopefully passing on some of his direct approach and positivity to yeah. that uh to, to to that cohort so um he's Someone who who I think goes with with good wishes from from most, if not all of us, I'd say.
0: From the Steve Perriman podcast, we send him our best wishes and thank you, Maura. So um, I'm sure this that's not the answer to this question, and fairly obviously, but uh, best player, best player in our ranks.
1: It's impossible to be one player, isn't it? There's only the one. <laughs>
0: there is only one.
1: There's only one. Harry. Yeah. How
0: many goals was it? Thirty. Thirty in the end, yeah. Yeah. Where would we be without those thirty goals? Hard to think. Mm. And you agree, Tom Harry?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, he's. I, and I still don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Um, I think I think he's a phenomenon, and I think that uh, yeah, we should be singing his name at the crowd at the, at the, at the lane a lot more than we do, um, and I think. It's only when he's gone that I think we'll realise that we've been watching one of the greatest Spurs players yeah. of all time, week in, yeah. week out, and he's come from our academy and he's just yeah, incredible at everything he does.
1: What's the latest room? Is, is he staying?
2: I think he stays. I think he stays one more year. Um I just don't think Levy's gonna sell him to Man United and unless he kicks up a stink, which I don't think he will. Famous last words, but I don't think he will. I think we, I think we've got him for another year, and then if he goes on a free next year, um, the world's his oyster. No one can blame him for that.
0: No, anyone can argue with that.
2: No, exactly. Just hope he goes abroad. If he does, because he's a, uh, what was he, forty, forty-five goals to go to get Shearer's record. So if he can score, have a, 40, a 45 goal season with us, and then he won't feel the need to, um, hopefully join another English club, and he can go and win some trophies in Germany or Spain. Yeah. Easy. You I've think, mapped it all out for him.
0: You think his thirty goals are clouded somewhat by the Haaland total? No. Not at all. Not In at all. In terms of the quality of the team and the number of goals they scored. I mean, obviously Harry's scored a bigger percentage of our goals than Haaland has, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, and his goals have got more points. They've meant more. You know, Haaland's obviously an absolutely ridiculous player, but he's certainly scored a lot of goals and games which City were cantering to win anyway, just because they're they're yeah. Man City. Whereas Harry has just scored. Yeah, you know, every, every I think I, I can't remember how many points it is, but it's a big proportion, yeah, of, of points that he's actually that his goals have actually been responsible directly responsible for us getting. So,
1: do you like Haaland, Howard? How can you not like him? I mean, I, found, I, I just think it's really a shame. A year ago, I was saying this, that City are buying him at, at a bargain because they've really done the deal. Yeah. And he's clearly capable of scoring 30, 40, 50 goals a season without yeah. too much effort. He doesn't touch the ball that often. He doesn't. That's right. Yeah. you got the rest of the Man City team, all of which is class in every every position. And, yeah. Uh, poor old Alain, um, what can you do? But the only thing... The thing that I see that's possible is that he's not going to do it every week ongoing. He might get an injury here or there, and when he's not scoring, what else does he do? Yeah, Harry looks like he's over
0: his particular injury run of games, doesn't he?
1: Yeah,
0: that's that's looks like it's been solved, but and and it was a constant threat for us every every time he he put a pair of boots on, we thought he was gonna get kicked so the thing is about harry we don't know when he goes down whether he's injured or not <laughs> there is a bit of doubt there so um yeah stop giving us all worries harry please and i met uh, i met harland's uh, father um last week at the football writers player of the year do obviously harland was the winner and uh, his father was over in support of his son so obviously a very proud father and uh, I think, with a couple of others, looks after all his um, all his activities off the field, maybe on the field as well. So, uh, but it was good to see him. And um, yeah, so uh, best team performance, Tom.
2: You could probably count on one hand the amount of really good team performances that we've had this season. I think it's been we, we played in fits and starts Um very, very rarely have we kind of played really well all game, both halves. But I think Man City at home um, stands out as being the most cohesive and I wouldn't necessarily say comfortable, but we kept them at bay. We kept Haaland at bay. Yeah, you know, he didn't he yep. barely had a kick in that game. Yeah. Um and you know we we played well. Kane obviously got his record breaking goal. Um I think that was by far the the best day at the lane um of the season and um and was probably the best performance that went with it
0: as well. Yeah I can't disagree with that. Howard anything to add to
1: that? The worst the worst team games I saw were that terrible, terrible run with Sheffield United Bulls and um, Milan. Yeah. <laughs> it's your one goal in three games. In Europe, which used to be our battleground. Who's used to love it. Yes. It was a terrible, terrible time. Right?
0: Yeah, I, I I, was present at the AC Milan game and I mean, the crowd was so up for it. Yeah. I never went out into the sort of crowd arena till about 20 minutes before the game. And um, they were so looking forward to that game. They were so hyped up. And within 10, 15 minutes of the game starting, we we became so ordinary a team, lacking any purpose. That that uh, I I made the point before that I don't even think the crowd were angry at the end. Apathetic. I think that- I think yeah, apathetic. Yeah, I think they right. They'd come to the conclusion that we weren't gonna attack, we weren't gonna create chances, we weren't gonna pull back the lead, and um, that that was one of the well, I th- I think that was a terrible terrible performance. But uh, so do you agree with that, Tom, or you or you've got another one? There's a lot to pick from. Yeah, of course, I... Newcastle.
2: Yeah, I mean that goes without saying. Um but yeah, I think I think Milan was the most disappointing one just because Champions League under the lights a goal down, you know, traditionally we take it to to, to the to the opposition in, in those circumstances and you know, pick things up early and um let them know they're in a the game, but we just didn't a up on them all game and I think that was the point where I just thought this isn't working. Mm. You know. I mean, I mean, you just keep as the season went on. You just, as I say, performances weren't great in the first half of the season. But you're thinking, right? We're conserving a bit of energy for the World Cup. Is this some kind of like amazing coaching approach to 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 to, to, to conserve energy and 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 then really go nuts once the World Cup's over? Um, And I think the Milan game was the one which showed that we're just very average, very average, very not the players not. Up for a very important game in um in, in, in an atmosphere that was you know that was that was really good to begin with and and, and unfortunately what we saw on the pitch
0: quickly know, killed it. Yeah, shame, shame, shame. Uh player that surprised you the most, the biggest surprise for good or bad? Howard. I'm
1: trying to think that one. Um okay, let's go to Tom.
2: I think. Royale um has has made a real, real recovery from from where he was, you know, from getting booed off um was it against Leeds? I can't quite remember, but there was one game he was um he was yeah. booed off and it felt very uncomfortable. Um but you know, in the second part of the season he's been um I think he's just showed himself up to be a, a good defender. Yeah, he's been playing right back rather than right wing back. Um and he's much more comfortable there than he is when he's got the the kind of pressure on him to kind of go up front and make things happen um, in a wing back role, which is when people get frustrated when he you know has twenty crosses in a game and none find a target. Um, and I think that it's just a case of seeing what you know playing playing him in his best position, and um, you know he's he's done well. I think I think I've been dis- I've been a little bit surprised at how um, Perisic hasn't really. Done what I hoped. I think it's it's, it's funny because he's got a lot of assists and he's and he's had some good moments. But um, yeah, when you see him playing for Croatia, I thought we'd signed a real. I thought we'd signed someone who's going to really, you know, move the needle um in certain ways. And um, and I think he's. I've I've been I've been a little surprised and disappointed at how how his season's gone. By all accounts, he might be off this summer already. So um, is that right? Um, hearing whispers, but uh, um. You know, because I, I, I really liked, liked the look of him and thought he'd do well, but um, as I say, he's got he's, he, he got a lot of assists, but, um, yeah. especially early yeah. on in the season, so um, yeah. can't, can't complain too much, but um, I'd like to have seen a bit more,
0: yeah. Were you surprised that uh, Emerson Royale Howard, yeah? I mean,
1: when you first saw him, he was terrible, yes. is, but um, he came, came through and actually did a decent job. I think we yeah. got, I think the general point for me is that. He's a looks like he could be a decent fullback, not a great fullback. A decent, yep. fullback. Yeah. I think, most of the players in the squad. You wouldn't mind having him in your team, but you're not going to put yourself out to get him.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's very true. I sometimes feel a bit sorry for the fullbacks or the wingbacks or whatever you've called these days. I don't know that they've got too much movement in the box uh, in terms of a a, a target. Now that's sounding stupid because Harry's one of the best strikers in the league, Um, but maybe because Harry's doing his work a bit deeper and then providing the ball to the wide position, he's sort of making the box rather than being in the box as such. So I think that uh, sometimes you, you, you instruct players to just find an area find an area, and the forwards have got to go and get that ball, knowing it's going to go there or there or there. And uh, you cover all the bases. So um, so I, I think it says something about his character, Emerson Royale, the fact that he came through that adversity. And, I mean, there was one one time where I was at the game again, which was rare, but the ball fell to him on about the six-yard box or maybe penalty spot. And why why he was in there? I don't know. But well done him, and uh, he skied it over the bar. Wow! Did he get it from the crowd? You know, it's 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 a tough gig playing for Tottenham. It's a tough gig. It's it's there's there's no easy ride. There's an easy ride when you're doing well, because they lift you. They can lift you so high, and give power to your legs and help you jump higher and whatever. But when they go negative on you, the crowd, yeah. and they're not shy in showing that, are they? No. So um, I I think it showed a lot for him to just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, and eventually has turned most of us round. Uh, but as you say, he's he's now become a good player rather than a, a very good player. But perhaps there's still more to come from him. So let let's uh, let's hope so. Um, so uh, I'm I'm going to ask you some questions. Did you feel entertained this season? Once <laughs> the the Leeds
2: game.
1: Okay, twice. Le- Leicester and Leeds.
2: Mm, that Leicester second half was, yeah. That was that's probably the most entertaining. But even the Leeds game, though, I mean, that was I think I think that was the one where Emerson got booed off. And I remember there was a lot of like before Ben court took the game by the scruff of the neck um, towards the end of the match. I I remember it being yeah you know, even that even that for, for four or three it was still dull football, not really looking like we were getting anywhere. And it took um, as I say, Ben to really kind of um, wake up in that second half to, to make anything happen. But it's when when you think about the entertaining football. Yeah, even in recent years, under you know, pot uh, under 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 Harry Redknapp, for example, um, and Poch, and, and, Poch. And, and Poch. You know, we had um, you know, good, uh, but but you know, even Poch had really good players. Redknapp didn't necessarily have the best players, but he still had them. You know, like Sylvester kotu and, um, yeah. and 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 Co kind of playing, you know, in a swashbuckling, enterprising way and forward,
0: um, forward thinking.
2: Yeah, exactly. And we
0: moving forward, passing
2: i found i found this season it's been i i I've, I've been they say never let the football ruin a good day out of the football i've enjoyed going to spurs this season to see friends yeah. to, to to i've gone there in hope that we might see some good football Something. But, but it very rarely have we actually kind of been entertained during a game and i think at the moment all i want from my next manager is someone who's going to make you feel like you're going to see some good stuff when you go when you go to Spurs and then if we could start winning on top of that as well, then, then great. But first and foremost, I just want to see some good football again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I feel a bit of a cheat asking this because when I go to Tottenham, I don't pay. Do you think that we are, I'm saying we, we're getting value for money in terms of the effort shown?
1: What I pay for these tickets, you want to ask me that question? (laughs)
0: have you have you bought your tickets for next year Howard?
1: about two or three weeks before the end of the season my cousin Paul you know you know yeah um, said he's got whatever and he's he's really renewed so am gonna do it so we were all sitting together so I did it as soon as I'd signed the letter I thought I just wish I hadn't done that I wish I'd given it a year off where maybe I'd buy tickets whenever I can yeah because I've got all the nightmares of the traffic couple of yes deliver very patient about um, as you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to try and see what, see how I felt about not being there when they were playing. But mm. I wasn't strong enough to do it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a weak man, what can I tell you? Yeah. Can I
0: assume that none of us were looking forward to the next game? And therefore, we're happy the season's over. Yeah,
2: yeah I've been kind of ready for the season to end since, I think, Bournemouth at home. I think when we lost in the last minute, then I think that was when the writing was on the wall, and we just knew things weren't gonna. Yeah, we were, I think that's when the Champions League dream was over, and then it was just going to be okay. I I didn't want to. I wasn't enjoying that final few games of being like, oh, do we want Europa or do we want um, Conference or do we want none of it? And it all just felt like quite a toxic mix of um, of of like some people wanting us to lose so we weren't gonna be in Europe and others kind of say, come on, it's Spurs you can't not want them to to lose. But it's it, it went from being very much a kind of um race for fourth to being Yeah yeah, you know, like say after the...
0: Yeah. So uh let's talk about um the next the next decision. Of course the big decision is Harry are you gonna stay but I suppose before that is, you know, who'd, who would you like to see as manager? Do you want to go through some options? Howard, what about you, the next manager? The
1: one who impressed me the most, these are from very short comments, picking up on Sp- Sp- Sky News or whatever. Uh, I liked Le- Le- uh, Arno Litt's Colonel manager. Arnie yeah. yeah. Slop. Slop. He, he seems to me to have a sense of humour, a sense of um the way it should be, and I'm just really disappointed they didn't, didn't manage to bring him in. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're looking for a player who for a manager who's available, you got Nagelsmann from Bayern Munich. You got Tuchel from, from Bayern Munich. Who else? Tuchel,
0: cool. Tuchel cool officially left. Tom, do you 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 a bit more up on this than me.
2: No, no, there's just talk about like I think I think Bayern sound like they're clearing the decks a little bit at the moment, and I just. Seen an article or two suggesting that he might not hang around. Okay, um, I'd be surprised if he if he did leave already, but um, I think it's a possibility.
1: Seems a strange one.
0: Howard, would you be happy with Tuchel?
1: I don't know enough about him, really. I think the bits I, I don't I don't watch Chelsea if I can avoid it. Um, <laughs> the bits I saw of him, he looked like him. He knew what he was doing.
0: Yeah, that's what, that's how I saw him there was a strong purpose about him, strong purpose. Do you remember that game I've spoken about on the podcast before when after after his third game, he took a player off, put him on and put him off, took him off after 20 minutes. And I thought, "Mm, yeah, you'll do. He had a, he had a directness about his opinion. And um, if we were to get him, I would be. Okay. Extremely happy. Mm-hmm. No, but I'd be happy. What about Poch? Did we deserve did Poch deserve to come back?
1: He did, in my opinion. And all the reasons of why he didn't probably come will come up in a discussion about our uh, chairman.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Tom, with Poch?
2: I mean, I would have loved to have seen him back. Um Especially over some of the names that are, that are still being touted as as, as possibilities as well. Um, yeah, I do wonder if things are slightly clouded by the, the second half of his final full season when we kind of started losing a few away games we hadn't normally been losing over the, the years before, like Burnley and Southampton and mm. um, and and, Co. and like you know there were some pretty pretty horrendous performances in his in his final. Final few games, but
0: final uh, few games of how long? How long did he have overall?
2: Oh yeah, five five years. Five and a half I tell you, years. I tell you,
0: from the manager's seat, five years it starts to wane.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and I think
0: especially if you're not getting backed.
2: And I think he that was that was going to be my next my next yeah. kind of point was that he, he didn't have I mean obviously he did just he he had a couple of new signings finally at that. In 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 that last period of, in, in his end yep. game where he had, you know, Jack Clark was the 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 first one in in however long, and then Tangi and Obelle and and Giovanni Lasselso. But um, before before that, he'd been heading along with no no signings. He'd been working wonders with that squad, and um, it was yeah. When you it was, when when you look at everything in context, it's it's no real surprise that, that 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 he wasn't feeling it by the but but by the end. So you have to worry if if that would have happened again um if he came back. I mean the fact he was prepared to come back and waiting for the call so we're told suggests that um maybe maybe it's not the toxic workplace and and, and horrendous managerial hot seat that we're being told it is by various absolutely um by various quarters. But I think um you know I I would have loved to have seen him back just because he means a lot, yeah, from an emotional perspective, but also I do feel that he's that he's a great coach. Um, Me too. Got on well with players and gave us some really good football, some really good memories, and and you know a, a refreshed potch ready to give it yeah. another go could have been a, a something yeah. that we'd have all got behind, but obviously um, it's really really disappointing to see him. Down Do you have made
0: now. the call, Howard? If you, were, yes. if you were Daniel,
1: I certainly think he's, he's as good as any of the other people we may potentially get, and to an extent he had an unfinished job at least at least we'd be going to watch a game where we know the guy in charge also is there enjoying the game and suffering with it, suffering with us. Yeah. To, um, yeah. Aussie,
0: Aussie speaks incredibly well of him. And I've met him on four or five occasions now. And this is a a man, a a, a, a gentleman, but a man. There's a there's a steeliness about Potch. And um someone like that. I would think when he's not being backed as he thinks he should, and we've heard all the comments about the best house, but you've got to have the best furniture to go with it and all that stuff. And now he got through some seasons there with no signings, with no backup for, for Harry uh, what he achieved. I mean, the negative people say he's not a winner. Well, he got us close to winning as anyone for a long, long time. Think, and uh yeah. And I of think, course we're disappointed with that Leicester season when Leicester won it. Uh and we didn't quite show up did, did we for the final. And it's easy to say Harry shouldn't have played. But um he got us as close as anyone.
2: I think I think that's what fresh what really frustrates me about the the, the narrative. That surrounds the likes of Poch or anyone who does a good job. If they, you know, they can do a job that's ten times better than the, the the than what came before. They can work wonders with the resources they've got and get so close to something which, yeah, we hadn't got to before. And then because they didn't quite get over the line, they're then marked as a failure or they're then marked as bottling it. Yeah. And and it's like you just, yeah, you know, I, I hate that. Yeah, you, know, you, you you get you get punished for your success um, yeah. because you don't. Get the you, rather than get credit for how far you got, you get mocked for not getting that final yeah. millimeter to, to 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 take you onto that next step. And um, sure. I think that's one of the more frustrating things of modern um, yeah. uh, the, the 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 way people look at um, or, 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 man, or or track someone's success or otherwise.
0: So, do we wish him well at Chelsea, Howard? Uh, I don't know that's a bad word in your house.
1: No, I'm sorry, can't. <laughs> that's something. We're don't... not wishing him luck. Nope. I, I no am.
0: Chance. I am. I am. I don't care. I am. Uh, not in the games when he plays us, of course not. But uh, you know what else I liked about Poch? The quality of his staff around him. Yeah. You know what? They were men as well. They were men.
2: Jesus Perez and um... and I th-
0: yeah, and I think when you're dealing with a group of players that are you know probably millionaires. Earning a fortune, you gotta find the key to their game. And a lot of it is keeping them on their toes. And I think you had a group of people that were keeping them on their toes. Of course, we could point at Deli Ali, and he went down a different route. I know, I understand that. But um, yeah, I I, I think it's a big miss, Potch. I really do. And um
1: what about Potter, Grand Potter? His his experience at Chelsea well that, well that caused him to have second thoughts about where he goes next. Um, I know yep. you of him and, and Brighton as a whole a year ago when we were took sitting here talking. Yeah. Um everything you said came true. They were they were a very, very good side Brighton, very exciting to watch. Um but you help kind of thinking it, it won't last because they've got to get rid of all their players because that's the way life is.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tom, I like Potter. I've always,
2: you know, since 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 he came back to back to England and um, yeah, I, I I like the way he talks. I like his um, his approach. Uh, I wouldn't be disappointed to see him at Spurs. I wouldn't. I, and I think before we got Nuno when he was in the frame, then I think um. You know, I was quite keen on on the idea then, and I and I wouldn't I wouldn't let a poor period at Chelsea cloud my opinion of of um of someone um, and you know you just look at the way Brighton, I mean the Brighton have got such a great setup. Yeah, they seem to have the kind of seamless ability to uh, to keep things running when as players come and go and um, um and managers come and go. But I'm I you know I can't believe that Deserby isn't benefiting to a certain extent from the foundations that Potter laid there. Um, I'm sure.
0: I'm sure. um, I think he's a, I think he's a maker of players, a Potter. I think he's an improver of players. I think that was totally against the the way the river was running at Chelsea. They were paying so much money for players, obviously not his choice because they weren't his players. That's for sure. Um, that he was almost, it was almost um, drowning in players. That's a that's.
2: It was never a good fit, was it? Potter never Chelsea. a good
0: fit. I mean, it, it's it's a crime when you haven't got enough players. I know what that's like when you're when you're struggling to put an eleven out on the pitch, but when you've got two elevens and you've got eleven that are gonna have the ump, that's not a good thing either. So I I. Don't think he was that type of manager. So, um, so yeah. Did anyone hear, uh, just changing the subject for a second, did anyone hear the Tony Galvin interview on TalkSport? He you know, said it you, you said it to me. I haven't, I haven't listened to it yet. You you listened to it. Anyone who hasn't heard it, listen to it, because I'm a fan of Tony Galvin. And, um, of course, he was on talking about his book with his brother called Galvanised, Um but he yeah, had Mr. Hawksby uh interviewing him, and that's always a good uh, a good scene to be in. but uh, talk about down to earth and honest and straightforward, exactly how he played exactly, to the T, how he played. So um so yeah, if if um if any of you out there know me, and you've got my number. Contact me, and I'll send it to you, uh, as I've done to the two chaps. But uh, it definitely needs some listening to, uh, as per you know, non-spurs matters like Jackie Charlton, Harry saw it, and you know when you listen to this about Jackie Charlton, didn't pick O'Leary, he picked so two called so-called lesser players because he wanted centre halves to do a certain thing hit it and kick it and compete. And uh, how Liam Brady's international career come to a finish and stuff. And Jack was all about building a team. A team. So you had to play for the team. And that's uh, I I mean, he wanted Tony in the squad, even though Tony wasn't fit and hadn't been playing for a lot of times for Sheffield Wednesday, but it said something to me about Jack Charlton, but uh, it was the way that Tony describes it, which is which is fantastic. So um yeah, so where do we stand now with Mr. Levy?
1: Oh. Uh,
0: um you've bought season tickets, Aaron. So you're 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 yeah. supporting him.
2: I renewed yesterday. I held out to the last minute just to
0: just to show him. <laughs> You wicked, <laughs> wicked sod. A friend of mine calls him Emperor Nero Levy.
1: Yeah,
0: that was who? Mm. Yeah. Piddles think... while, at, while our club is burning. That was the point that was being made to me. Um. Yeah, it's...
1: Well, Dan- Daniel, for my money, has gone down and down and down and down in, in his behaviour, and of course, I think he should be utterly acknowledged for what he did with the fabulous academy training ground and the stand, of course, which is amazing, absolutely so. But none of those make foot- play football, and well,
2: yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's it. I think since the yeah the the the, the state the new stadium was obviously the the, the peak it came at a time when we were playing well we were heading to the Champions League final we kind of um yeah there's a delay to a delay to opening but then you know the atmosphere and that first came back back was I guess Crystal Palace was, was was incredible and um and I think he was on a crest of a wave at that point but since then the football decisions have been abysmal we've, we've been watching a team get worse and worse yeah we it seems like he hasn't um, taken the opportunities at the right time to, to 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 strengthen the squad or to to make a decision that would actually take us to the to to another level or or having said that maybe he thinks he was maybe like that bringing in the likes of Mourinho and Conte you know the big name managers to kind of you know to to to, to go with the biggest stadium and the biggest and best stadium in the world and, and 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 that kind of thing but in doing so he's it just seems like he's kind of lost his taking his eye off what makes spurs special which is you know fans we 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 come to watch good football we come to watch um players and managers who 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 want to be here and 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 not not managers who are acting like they're doing us a favor by being here um and i just feel like his next decision if he doesn't get it right next time i just don't see how he can hang around i think i think some i can't remember who said it recently but uh I read someone say that Daniel Levy would have fired himself several times over if he'd have been his own boss or, yeah, or something absolutely. like that. And, I, and... I,
0: I see that. I'd see
1: that. Howard, any more yeah. about Daniel? Yeah. Um it seems to me about the club as a whole. I'm sure, I've got a cat walking across my <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a catwalk, a real one. Yes, yeah, right. Um
0: While you're you're looking, Howard, I'm just going to read something out that I wanted to put out and decided not to. And I'm thinking, should I have done it or not? Week in, week out, we see week-on-week mentality from our team. It's a tough gig to play for our beloved THFC, and this isn't understood by the judges on the fringes of recruitment, coaching, or leadership of our players who never show themselves nor take responsibility for their actions or lack of knowledge. At least Daniel Levy is the figurehead who should be big, bold and ugly enough to shoulder the blame. He can't hide and he's beginning to sound like he won't. He's about to be tested, just as he has successfully been as a businessman, but this time as a football judge and as yet his jury is very much out. We must question who establishes the values and principles that we as a club stand for, who sets the tone and influences the environment that our players work in. These values have been built up over time through tough experiences, adversity, and triumphs, with lessons learned from all situations faced. As the saying goes, if you always do what you always did, then you'll always get what you always got. Please, Daniel, appoint someone you trust and in turn, trust yourself and your choice. Come on, Daniel. Sleep prayer and a spur forever. So I sort of wish I'd have put that out because that was how I was feeling at the time. Now the season's over, of course, you calm down a bit. It's obviously from our tone in this podcast that we've 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 calmed down. But um something has got to start going right now. Mm-hmm. Howard. Over to you.
1: It seems to me that it's quite clear that, that um, the most important roles in a football club are that of the manager and the chairman. And in, if, if you get a manager and a chairman with whom you, get, you, you gel well and you understand each other and you have the same basic principles underneath, then you've got a chance of success at that club. Yeah. Without any of that, you've got no chance. There's only a only handful of teams can win the trophies and clearly where we are at the moment. We're way down the list of potentials that could do that. Yeah. When we buy, when we take on a new player, when we take on anybody at Tottenham, we should have, they should be asked to watch a short video, 10, 15 minutes, just to give them a basic background of the history of the club because it gets lost in translation. Yeah. Whether the new person be a gatekeeper at the academy or a multi million pounds soccer player, everyone at the club would then start to have a feel of the club itself. The players that we buy should have winners tattooed across their foreheads, or if we're going with Ted Dassett, we're going with Believe. Believe. Yeah. Believe. Believe, Howard. Exactly. Um, mm. They should have fire in their bellies to want to win every time, whether during practice, an actual game, or whatever. I know that Daniel has spent a huge amount of money on players already, but the fact is he put the wrong players. Why is this constantly happening? With Mourinho and Conte, we you know, was isn't a big mistake, but maybe the, yeah. man, the last say clearly hasn't. Um, he sacked Poch, Mourinho and Conte with no adequate explanation. Nuno, well, he, he was out of his depth. The day Conte was sacked, on match, the, match the day that evening, they were clearly told not to limit say, say David's name and if you watch Match Today that night, they did not say David's name at any one point, Daniel's name rather than any one point. They didn't have to because we all knew who they were talking about. Yeah. And to threaten them with libel, this or that, if, if they spoke his name. When they when the match, when MOTD finished, there were balloons with his face flying around the studio. It was stupid. It was, would you see Pep, Pep doing that?
0: No. No. No, um, amazing, amazing.
1: Tells you a lot about his own ego because he's more concerned with him not looking bad than he was with the team getting beat. Yeah, uh, yeah. I
0: think I come back to the same point. I think there's room for man talk. I think I think a successful club has a lot of man talk, and you know, the worse it gets, the bigger the man talk gets, and the more. That's man talk is needed. And uh, I just don't see the opening. You know, I hear about the uh, committee.
1: Yeah.
0: Committee all spreads out. The, the man talk is diluted. And the, the number of levels that we spoke about before, it's all diluted. Who, who bought Endon Belly? Does anyone know who bought Endon Belly? Oh. Well, so, so yeah.
2: Sorry Steve, you just, just on, on, on the topic of um of that. There was an interview with Tim Sherwood doing around this week and maybe take with a pinch of salt, but he was saying about how when he was playing Harry Kane, um, head of Soldado, Daniel was question- questioning him like, Well, what about Soldado's value and how will this look to the you know, if we want to sell him? You know, you're yeah, you're playing and uh, yeah, rather rather than letting his manager get on with picking a team that he thought could win a game. Um so you know, you do wonder about the yeah. involvement that that he has on the on the on the player side, where you just wanted to back off and you know let the people who deal with that stuff deal with it.
0: When the players feel that type of involvement coming from a a sort of a non football area, then I think you get into big trouble, big trouble, and uh, they realise that football does not rule should be football rules everything. Hmm. The decisions, a a football decision. I think I told you when we went to Japan, the doctor said to me after three months, we like you two, me and Ozzy. Why is that? Because you picked the best team. What other team is there? Oh, the hierarchy team. That player, 29 years of age, went to that same university as this 22-year-old He can't play in front of him, to others. You pick the 22-year-old. Well, exactly, we're trying to pick the best team to win games. Your club, like every club, it's the lifeblood of the game, winning winning football matches. We don't want to pick the oldest player because there's some type of unwritten rule that he's going to play. And and the same applies to Tottenham Hotspur. I don't care if you pay £65 Um, If a youngster, homegrown, deserves to play in front of him, that's what you do because of a result. And you know who can make that decision? The manager that's got his eyes on the young players. And I wonder about that sometimes. i got the feeling Poch's eyes were on the youth, the ones coming up. But Mourinho, maybe. Conte, I didn't get that feeling. So um yeah, I wonder how our youth workers are feeling these days. And the young players, how do they feel? I understand that we've lost a couple of good young players on the strength of what I've just said, but um, but yeah. So um enough's enough. Uh, I've mentioned Tony Galvin on Talk Sports, so get a chance, listen to it. Um, I want to mention two names, two executives from past clubs that I was at. Eddie Plumley at Watford and Keith Loring at Brentford uh, went on to Derby, Derbyshire Cricket Club before helping out at Mikelova that I've got a link with. So Eddie Plumley and Keith Loring both passed away, Eddie this week, Keith a few, uh, about a month ago. So really sorry that they're, um, they're off the, um, they're out of life and breathing, but yeah, um, but, yeah, and we've got a date Tom, myself, and Glenn Hoddle, uh hosted by Mickey Hazard, are gonna appear at your local Tom, to my neck which, of the woods, yep, which is near Newbury that way yep it's thirty four
2: yep, just um just south of Newbury, just the other side of Basingstoke, about an hour hour direct train from from waterloo, or about forty five minute drive from um from from West London, so and
0: it holds how many your your function room? Uh,
2: we got the we got the new function room open, which is um uh three hundred, I believe. So uh, so when you came before, I think it was um kind of a hundred max. Yeah. So uh yeah, it's gonna be a, a big one, and uh, tickets are already already flying. It's,
0: it's only been out for three or four days, isn't it? And I think yep. we're we're nearly at halfway point.
2: Yeah. So
0: people are interested in it. Glenn doing it for nothing. Me doing it for nothing. The venue doing it for nothing, and uh, it's to raise money for Barry Danes, who is in a in a very very sad state in his health. Um, lovely family, lovely wife, uh, good son, and uh, Barry's had a, a, a number of uh, strokes, so um, he's he's struggling somewhat. So we're we're some homegrown people. I'm including you in this, Tom. Homegrown people, Glenn, Hod, me, Mickey Hazard, uh, are doing our bit for one of our homegrown colleagues. So, um, if any of you need details, um, I expect we'll put it up next time we do a, a, a podcast. Uh, but it's also on on social media, Tom, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on all
2: on over your Twitter Facebook
0: and Twitter. Yep. So, um, so yeah. So, thank you very much for listening. Um, Season's over, so I expect we'll have a little bit of a rest. I'm off to uh, Swindon Spurs Friday, Worcester Spurs on Saturday, and then uh, to Italy on Sunday um, with some very good Argentinian friends of mine. And I'm not going to drop their names at all. But, But, yeah, thank you for listening. Well done, Tom. Well done, Howard. Uh, we've got some of it out again haven't we our frustration and um yeah come on you spurs let's go come on daniel Mm -hmm.